Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Uh, reminder to download, rate, and subscribe to the podcast, 415ers Podcast. As always, Odyssey Sports Podcast Network, Evan Giddings and Mark Grandy. You know, I... There, there is blame to go around in all three phases. So you mentioned it off the top. I, I know that the defense, and and maybe this is why I just felt, you know, I felt like the defense was leaking holes. I mean, it was a sinking ship yesterday because they'd been so good. I, I felt like large in part, even though the the offense only mustered twenty three points. Um, to me, I, I wasn't necessarily surprised that they were around that region. I mean, when we talked about. Uh, our predictions for the game on Friday, at least before Christian McCaffrey became a 49er, we'll certainly get to him and his impact on the game. Um, you know, I, I thought in order for the 49ers to win, it would have to be, you know, a 24-20 game, a 27-24 game. And I, I thought that they would be able to win this game in that fashion. Uh, but for a second straight week, the defense did not show up, allowed leaks on third down, allowed Kansas City to pick up chunk plays, at Atlanta did it via the paper cut. Like it was just a thousand cuts and they, they killed the 49ers that way. This time it was absolutely big gashes by the chiefs and to allow 30 points in the second half, 9.1 yards per play again, like the chiefs just got whatever they wanted. And so that's why, especially when you add on those penalties, you know, a couple of offsides here and there, you just can't even on a day where the offense is humming for Kansas city, you cannot give them anything else in that fashion and look I don't know if there are many teams that are going to beat the Chiefs when they're rolling like they did yesterday but if you're going to even you know think about coming from behind against Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid you got to play mistake free football and once again the 49ers lost the turnover battle albeit slim but three three extra possessions for a Kansas City offense you're, you're going to be looking at a lot of 40 point outputs yeah, I mean, and look, one of the interceptions was Brock Purdy, the end of the game. Like, you can throw that one out. That's not a big deal. But the one interception by Jimmy Garoppolo, he also fumbled the ball. The game was really over at that point as well. It was that first turnover that was really the, the big one, not only because it gave Kansas City a possession, but it, it took likely a touchdown off the board for you. That was a huge swing. We've already talked about it. Um, overall, I mean, I don't know how you feel. I mean, the offense, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see they put up 444 total yards of offense. They averaged over six yards per play. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, you look at his numbers. I mean, he threw the ball 37 times again. That's a lot. 25 for 37, 303 yards, two touchdowns, that one interception. It was a really bad interception. 
Um, one of his worst throws, not his worst moment, I would say, but probably his worst throw, singular throw of the season. It's the first time he's thrown for 300 yards uh, in a game this year, if I'm not mistaken. The offense, you know, it wasn't bad. They moved the ball well. Uh, They stalled out once they got, you know, on the Kansas City side of the field. Those are issues. But I think all in all, I think the offense was fine. I I thought Jimmy Garoppolo played played pretty decently. Again, he has to be better. He, He can't make that throw in the end zone that turned into the interception. And they have to be able to finish drives. You're not going to beat Kansas City by settling for field goals, but they moved the ball well. I'm not sure that the offense largely was the problem. I mean, they scored 23 points, but the number of yards that they put up, they were getting good chunks on the ground. Um, I mean, George Kittle had 98 yards, Ayuk 82. Ray Ray McLeod had some garbage time catches. He was up to 65 yards. He and Brock Purdy seemed to have a nice connection, oddly enough. Um I'm not sure that the offense was that big of an issue. Now, of course, as I mentioned, you need to score touchdowns and not settle for field goals, but this team was still moving the ball pretty well. I mean, they didn't have many three and outs. They got on the plus side of the 50 more often than not. Um, They just couldn't finish off drives. But all in all, they were able to move the ball pretty well against this Kansas City team. It was just on the other side, Kansas City was getting into the end zone every time. Yeah, I mean, I I think that, look, 21 carries for the 49ers, about 100 yards on the ground, yeah. um, close to you know five yards a pop. Like That's obviously not the volume that Kyle Shanahan would want, but when you're playing from behind most of the game, I think that's kind of as good as you could ask for um, as far as running the ball, throwing the ball through the air. That, that's, that is the reason. I know we harped on the interception, and, and deservedly so, but I do think that it, it mars the rest of the game for Garoppolo because, look, he... I, I thought the the initial touchdown pass to Ray Ray McLeod, the the eight yard um, kind of, I, I don't know what they call it, like a heave. Uh, <laughs> it was it was sort of like a shot put from the from the pocket as he was rolling out yeah. to his right early in the game, you know. But I thought it was a pretty good play, and and look, he he allowed his guy to Jimmy Garoppolo. I think this year has shown more faith in his receivers maybe than any other year as quarterback for the 49ers. He's willing to put balls in places that are advantageous to his guys. And maybe that's what got him in trouble on the interception on the goal line. He just kind of threw it up and said, hey, Kittle, go make a play, um, which he did later in the game on a third down and 10 over the middle. I mean, he he put a ball in a spot in the end zone that George Kittle could go get it. I know some people yeah. were saying on after the play that, you know, the throw was a little bit late. Nonetheless, it was a good ball by Garoppolo. I thought the touchdown pass to McLeod was a good pass. He made some good plays over the game. But, of course, when you make the back-breaking play, uh, I know the fumble, like you mentioned, the game was, was all but over. Uh, but Jimmy Garoppolo, I, I thought, was... Look, he, that, that, that's about as good of a Jimmy G game as, as you're going to get minus the interception at the goal line. And, and that's unfortunately something that comes with Garoppolo. So offensively, you know, I thought I thought Kittle was was fine today. I know Ayuk had an early drop on the first drive that ended up resulting in a field goal. Maybe that's a play that he would want back, but 11 targets for him. Uh, Debo made a couple of nice plays in traffic. He also had a drop over the middle on a ball that maybe was a little bit behind him in the second half. Um, you know, offensively, it was kind of much of the same for me, at least from what I've seen from the 49ers this year. And so I don't necessarily think this game is on them. Um, maybe you could say that, you know, Shanahan 
could have been a little bit better as far as you know reacting to what Kansas City was throwing at them defensively. But once again, once Kansas City draws even or even gets the lead, this is a defensive line that can apply pressure. And that's what we saw, especially in the pass rush. I know you mentioned Chris Jones on Friday was someone that was going to be a, a load to deal with. And he was fantastic for Kansas City. Yeah, he really was. And, you know, we're, we're talking here about the offense. I mean, obviously, the defense was the issue more so than anything else. You give up 44 points. You give up 529 yard total yards of offense. In Patrick Mahomes' eight drives, you know, he didn't play in garbage time. They brought Chad Henney in. In those eight drives, the Niners allowed 10.7 yards per play, six touchdowns, one field goal attempt, and one interception in those eight drives. So not good. Uh, but the reality here is this 49ers offense, as it stands right now, even with all of the weapons, Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, even with all those guys, a Jimmy Garoppolo-led offense is not going to win you a game like this. If the opponent is getting into the 40s, the Niners simply will not win. With Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback, the Niners have scored 40 or more points uh, five times in 55 games. That includes the playoffs. Five times in 55 games, they've scored 40 or more. That includes the game against Jacksonville in 2017, which was Jimmy Garoppolo's fourth start as a Niner. They did it three times in 2019 against Cincinnati, against Carolina, and then, of course, that wild win against New Orleans. That was the only time the Niners have, uh, you know, made sure that they gave up 40 or more points and they still managed to win that game. Uh, the, the only other time was week one last year in Detroit. So the Niners have done it one time since the end of the 2019 season. Their offense led by Jimmy Garoppolo has scored 40 or more points. Simply put, if your defense is having a bad game, an off game like they did on Sunday against the Chiefs, Niners will not win. It's just, it just not how it happens. This offense, led by Jimmy Garoppolo, is incapable of putting up numbers to keep up with the elite offenses in this league. So that just puts all that much more pressure on the defense to keep it close, to keep an opponent to 20, 30 points max to give this Niners team a chance to win. And I mean, clearly, I'm not saying the blame is on the Niners offense. I'm just saying the way that this offense works, you have a cl a close to zero chance to win a game like this. When the opponent is, is clicking on all cylinders, you're not going to be able to keep up. It's just the reality of this 49ers offense. Uh, so the Niners defense is going to have to lead the way all season long, despite the fact that the Niners, as we talked about last week, when the uh, Christian McCaffrey trade went through, probably have the best skill position group in the NFL, the best offensive weapons in the NFL, but led by this quarterback, they're just simply not built to keep up with some of the highest powered offenses in the league. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, and look, only one other team scored 40 or more points this week. It was the Arizona Cardinals on Thursday night, and they had the help of two pick sixes. Yeah. So it's, it is it is going to be very difficult for any team to play in the 40s with the Chiefs. Nonetheless, a 49ers team that, as you mentioned, is not built 
to put up prolific numbers, uh, especially on the scoreboard. I, I do want to quickly get your thoughts on Christian McCaffrey because to me, and if there was going to be a positive, um, especially offensively, I, I think we got a glimpse of what could be with, with McCaffrey. I know that he um, wasn't out there as much in the second half as opposed to the first, but when he was on the field and when they were able to, you know, get him the ball in a variety of ways and all, it was all pretty simplistic. It was, you know, a toss, a couple runs, a little dump off, um, nothing super creative, at least for my eyes, Mark, I, I felt like, you know, that, that is something that could be a game changer for the 49ers moving forward and could be a guy that is your third down option out of the backfield, like we saw multiple times from Kansas City being able to use their running backs to keep the 49ers defense off balance. Um, Christian McCaffrey showed glimpses when he was on the field. And again, having no practice, essentially, no time to learn the playbook um, has already at least shown to me that it, it, it could be something special when it comes to C-Mac coming out of the backfield. Oh, I, I thought McCaffrey was absolutely phenomenal. Eight carries, 38 yards. That's just under five a pop. He had a couple of catches for 24 yards as well. In total, 10 touches, 62 yards. That's over six yards per touch. And six of his 10 touches went for five or more yards. Um, and I, I'm not sure those numbers really do it justice. He had some chunk plays. I mean, he had a 10-yard run, a 9-yard run, 13-yard catch, 12-yard run. Those were his first four touches. You know, he, he wasn't as effective after those first four touches, but still, I mean, you look at every one of his touches, he always got more yards than what were blocked for him. He always made two, three Chiefs miss and, and gained a few extra yards than you thought possible. Uh, he was incredible, and I think, you know, the biggest positive for the 49ers, if you're trying to take away something, it's how effective he was in this game, despite, as you mentioned, having zero practice time. Knowing, you know, what Kyle Shanahan said after the game, maybe 20 plays of the playbook. Uh, he was incredible. And there were times where Jimmy Garoppolo kind of had to direct him in the huddle, explain to him what the play was, tell him where to line up. I think there was one moment where you could hear him after they broke the huddle and they started to line up. He, you know, said, hey, Christian, line up there, like stand there. Like it, considering all of that, I thought he was incredible. He was everything the Niners could have hoped uh, he could possibly be in this game. And, uh, you know, as games go on and he gets a full practice week to lead up against the Rams, then he gets a bye week. We're going to see, obviously, his usage get up and, and he'll be certainly more effective and he'll probably get in the end zone a couple of times in the game coming up. Uh, but considering all the circumstances, I thought McCaffrey was absolutely incredible in this game. Just unfortunately could not play enough because of the circumstances to have a bigger impact. Definitely one of the few bright spots for the 49ers who again fall 44-23 to the Chiefs in Week 7. They're below 500. 